Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, comment. Don't go away. We'll do the news right after this. Well, this is really sad. A few weeks ago, talking about the fullness and the beauty of these green leaves on this beautiful tree right outside the studio window. And I think it was last week I said they were now yellow. Now I'm being distracted by them falling off one by one. The end is here. Made me think about my end. How about yours? What's it going to look like? Are you ready for the end of the summer of your life? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Death. Where are you going to spend all eternity, my friend? Have you been saved? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as Savior? Well, that's fantastic. So, so at one point you realized you were a sinner and you cried out to God and asked for forgiveness of that sin and you invited Christ into rule and reign in your life? Boy, if you haven't done that, however, that's a sad end. Yeah, really dismal future even. Think about it. Where are you going to spend eternity? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, today is the day of salvation. Let's do it. What in the world is going on? It's so crazy, crazy out there. A California father, his daughter, brutally stabbed to death in a shopping center parking lot Outside of a Coles last Thursday, the two were attacked by a man in broad daylight while working on their vehicle. 54-year-old Ken Evans and his 22-year-old daughter McKenna fatally stabbed in a parking lot. Law enforcement was called to the scene regarding an assault with a deadly weapon. Police reported that a male suspect approached Ken Evans and asked him for assistance with his vehicle. The two then somehow got into an argument very quickly. That led to a physical altercation. The suspect then stabbed and killed Ken as well as McKenna. Here's a sidebar. Both parties involved appeared to be living in their vehicles, according to authorities. My, oh, my. And you think you have it rough. Well, it all ended last night. Halloween, spooky season. Worst day of the year yesterday, officially, that is. It's all over with. Whatever that period is now between. Well, yesterday and Thanksgiving, what do we call this? Maybe let's call it a light codathon. Whatever you want to call this thing. Going to be busy midterms one week away from today. Hey, the big World Cup begins on the 20th. And a 20-pound turkey need to start thawing that thing out on the 21st. Just keep you up to date as we get into the news. Well, they're calling him what? Elon the Terrible or the Dangerous? Before launching, what, four astronauts and 54 satellites into orbit, unveiling an electric freight truck he says is going to take over America, closing in on taking over Twitter this month, Elon Musk made time to offer unsolicited peace plans for Taiwan and Ukraine. Oh, that made those countries irritated, antagonized Washington, D.C., too. Musk, you know, is the richest man in the world and he irritated Pentagon officials by announcing he didn't want to keep paying for his private satellite service in Ukraine before he walked back on that threat. We're talking $100 million a year he's absorbing. 51 years old. How does that happen? He's only 51, and he has himself in the middle of all of the volatile geopolitical issues today, 
and many in Washington worry from the sidelines about him. He's bypassing them all. Isn't it amazing what money can do? Hear about this one? Justice Clarence Thomas expressed skepticism yesterday about diversity as a goal in college admissions. A quote, I've heard the word diversity quite a few times. I don't have a clue what that means. He made those remarks as the Supreme Court heard a pair of cases about whether schools can continue to consider race when making decisions about which students to accept. You know Thomas is black. The cases which concern affirmative action policies at the University of North Carolina and Harvard could upend how universities have been selecting new students for the last four decades. Pretty incredible. Days after oil companies reported massive profits for the last quarter, Biden accused them of profiteering off the war in Ukraine and urged them to boost production and bring prices down. If they don't increase output, he vowed to work with Congress to impose higher taxes in his latest bid to bring gas prices down as, well, the midterms approach here in a week. Did you hear Tucker, did you hear Tucker Carlson last week saying there's a real shortage worldwide of diesel and the Monday before Thanksgiving, everything could come to a halt? If the trucks don't move on that diesel, you ain't going to do anything, including eating. Uh, they'll probably figure out something, but it is a real problem for America. David DePape, who allegedly broke into the house of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, beat her husband with a hammer, planned to take Pelosi hostage and harm her, warning to other politicians. Said he wanted to break her kneecaps. A federal criminal complaint filed against him yesterday said he'd been charged with assault, attempted kidnapping, and, of course, other crimes. Pennsylvania Republican senatorial nominee Dr. Oz responded to a surprise endorsement from the major newspaper and opponent John Fetterman's home county. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, which shares heavily Democratic Allegheny County with Fetterman's adopted hometown of Braddock, wrote that Fetterman's, what, lack of transparency over his medical records is troubling and that it suggests an impulse to conceal and mistrust coming about to the people. Well, this is awful. There's a new video assembled by one American news network out there that has revealed a terrifying new health threat in the pandemic world. People are just dropping dead everywhere. Have you heard about this? Young people, athletes, commuters, much more. The video is accompanied by a report from Pearson Sharp, who explains that while doctors are now reporting foreign compounds being found in those shots given in the COVID vaccinations. Sharp reports videos are revealing people simply just collapse, often after turning around as if they see some sort of a threat, and then they're fighting to keep that unseen threat away from them. They finish on the ground with convulsions. The report said the evidence is appearing on CCTV video around the world now. And while the cause is yet to be linked medically, it follows the coercive tactics of governments around this country to inject so far about 70% of the world's population or more than 5 billion people with these shots. The report also cites studies revealing 94% of COVID shots have blood cell deformation, including blood clots. My, oh my. 
I don't know. This seems everything seems strange to me anymore. If you're working in New York City, this is business news. You can celebrate Markdown Candy Day by comparing your salary to your future co-workers. Today, a new city law goes into effect in New York that requires companies with four more employees to disclose a specific pay range in every job. Several states, Colorado, California, Washington, already passed these transparency laws, as they're called. Supporters of salary transparency laws say the rules will help close racial and gender pay gaps. I tell you what. It doesn't matter where a job is posted, internal, external, flyers, classified ads, even if a job opening is yelled out in the middle of Times Square by a town crier, you will need to have a salary range. The law is expected to affect 4 million private sector employees. Hear this one? Taylor Swift became the first artist in history to occupy all 10 spots on the Billboard Hot 100 song chart. Is that possible? That's from her new album, Midnights, and there's some junk on there. Anyway, Swift now has the most top 10 songs, 40 of them, of any woman artist ever, beating Madonna by two songs. Taylor Swift. This is crazy. Shanghai Disney abruptly closed yesterday to comply with China's new strict COVID prevention policy, leaving park visitors trapped inside. They were still riding. Good grief. Former President Donald Trump has asked the Supreme Court to keep his tax returns from getting handed over to Congress. It seems like the former president is in the news nearly every day, one way or another. That's a plan, especially if it's negative. Living in today's world, I want to talk a little bit about the demonic. I'm going to be speaking about this coming up in Las Vegas in November with Billy Crone there in Henderson, uh, Nevada. I'll be getting a plug here. Yours truly going to be speaking, Larry Stam, founder of Larry Stam Ministries, a messianic ministry. Micah Van Huss, former legislator, military, current expert on all things supernatural. Of course, Billy's going to be there. He's the pastor of Sunrise Bible Church. And then I got to meet Pastor Tom Hughes. He's the lead pastor of 412 Church, San Jacinto, California. Going to be a great time, but we're going to be talking about, uh, well, again, is America over with here, as well as demons. Again, our specialty, so to speak. That's the second annual Las Vegas Prophecy Conference 2022, presented by Southwest Radio Church, of course. So a little living in today's world reference that. Dealing with the devil. Here's something most people never, ever experience. We've discovered in our series, Invisible War on the Saints, that, uh, well, a lot of things happen in the spirit world people never see in their lifetime. Let's see. This comes from Brookville, Indiana, right here in the Great Hoosier State. Rhett Leisure is a security shift supervisor at Columbus College of Art and Design, but it was 25 years ago that she worked at a mental health facility for children and adolescents. She was watching over a 10-year-old boy when his family asked if they could schedule a visit and bringing along their friends from church. As a mental health technician, she was required to be in the room during that visit. I had no idea they were actually planning an exorcism until they came for this visit, said the woman. This was her first time experiencing anything like this. She said the family and their friends had their hands over him. They were praying for the boy. She said that he was laughing, and then everything changed dramatically. Leisure said he became violent, and back then in the facility, in order to protect a patient, 
and others around them, they would strap the person down. Leisure said the boy was strapped down with five-point leather restraints. He came out of those, flipped on his back like it was nothing, and I said to myself, this is impossible. Leisure said in the situation that she experienced, she said the little boy's eyes turned completely black while she was kneeling beside him. Not a whole lot scares me in my line of work, the things I do, but I gotta tell you, I was scared. The Catholic Diocese said there are four main signs of the demonic. There are speaking languages otherwise unknown to the person, not always true, demonstrating strength beyond the normal capacity of the person, usually true, elevated perception and having knowledge about things they shouldn't, yeah, and the final is resisting anything spiritual. Now, this is the Catholic Church's working, and the priest there at the Brookville Catholic Church said uh, another sign causes a person to become violent, show manifestations. Uh, anything from eyes turning black, eyes rolling in the back of their head, foaming at the mouth, and bad contortions, and bodily contortions. Yep, I would agree with a lot of that. My goodness, is it happening more and more? Well, the main reason for bringing this up, we understand that the Vatican, the Vatican is training more and more priests because exorcism requests are on the rise big time. Yes, Satan. And his demons, alive and well on planet Earth. Thoughts from here and there? Here you go. Flashback Tuesday. I said this three years ago today. I can tell you right now, what they're trying to do to Trump is an abomination. Unconscionable. No comparison in American history. Not just modern American history. American history, period. Mark Levin, constitutional scholar. My sincere thank you today to all police officers. They risk their lives every day for us. Praying you all stay safe. And rejoice today. Jesus Christ removed that barrier that stood between God and man. And one of you put this on my Facebook page. Be grateful today for every second of every day that you get to spend with the people you love because life is so precious. Three years ago today, my husband of 57 years went to be with the Lord. Cherish your loved ones and be so grateful that you have another day with them today. You never know when they are going to be gone. That's absolutely true. We found that out with our youngest son here in July. Yep, it's precious every day. Pause for just a moment and think about that one. Your legacy. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Want to hear past programs of Living in Today's World? Available at gregpatton.com. Front page right there. iTunes. Click on the day. Last week, last month, last year. Great to be with you every day and tell others about the broadcast. And would you join us on Facebook? It's a big deal. And I so enjoy seeing your I'm praying for you. Greg, Jerry G. Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, to get involved. And thank you for your giving, your loving, your caring. So let's say your life ends today. What is your legacy going to be in this old world? What are people going to say about you? Think about the people who have left an incredible mark in recent history. I think about Lamar Odom I just talked about. A horrible life, was great in basketball, then a horrible life, nearly died, and now he's a Christian, and we'll see what happens in the days ahead. What will he be known for? 
Of course, we've got the things going on with uh, President uh, Trump. That made me think about the legacy of President uh, Bill Clinton and Richard Nixon. As Just thinking today, people who have left a mark. Our country's founding fathers left a legacy for millions who live in freedom as a result today. Consider the hymn writers who gave us words of worship that we sing every Sunday, praising our Lord while reinforcing our store, if you will, of spiritual truth. Let's go to the bank and get some. And godly people are living out their legacy in our generation as well. A man named Dr. Bill Bright left Campus Crusade, one of the greatest missionary discipleship movements in modern history. But what about ordinary people like you and me? Consider Lois. When Paul was writing to encourage Timothy during a trial he was having, he said to the younger minister, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I am sure that's in you as well. That's 2 Timothy 1.5. Wow! Grandma's listening today. Mom's listening today. This woman's faith became a living part of Timothy's ministry. Lois's profound faith carried down through Eunice to Timothy. Her faith became a living part of Timothy's ministry. Isn't that something? Parents and grandparents, you have a profound impact on children's lives. Very few people have ever heard of George Washington Stanley. Have you ever heard this simple truth? Obey God, leave all the consequences to Him. Many a Christian has used that to be the basis for their decisions in life. Far more important than any financial heritage is the wisdom, like these words, that could continue to guide your life. What was your mom like? Are you going to leave your kids with a love for the Word of God? When your children and grandchildren are grown, hopefully they'll be able to look back and say, I remember mom and dad reading the scriptures and talking about how God spoke to them through a verse here or there. I recall decisions they made based on biblical truth and the Bible's guidance. They're more likely to love and trust Scripture if they know you valued it. And unless you hand down to them the stalwart faith of God's Word, you're going to leave them very vulnerable to the world's empty philosophies and so much junk going on in the world today. Will your kids inherit the legacy of being a praying mom and dad? How many times have your children seen you on your knees crying out to God during trials or thanking Him on who He is? You're visible. An audible prayer life becomes a picture indelibly imprinted on their minds, an image critical to their future reliance on God. Your sons and daughters must hear you say, we have to pray for God's direction about this thing. They also need your positive feedback when they mention how the Lord is answering their prayers. I mean, this is really important. I would classify this as big-time stuff here. Have your children learned to spend their time and money? The way we use our resources is a clear lesson to the next generation. One of the best ways to teach children to trust is by giving cheerfully, not grudgingly or under compulsion, giving to God's work, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. That will allow them to witness firsthand how He multiplies your investment. Sadly, many parents do not realize what a terrible legacy they leave when they don't give to God's work. They're proclaiming clearly we cannot trust God to provide for our financial needs. Children pay close attention to our actions, better than our platitudes that we offer. And then one of the most important aspects of your legacy is your Christian witness. Do your children hear you talk about sharing your faith, how to be saved? Have they ever heard you tell anyone about that? 
do you encourage their efforts to share the good news of Jesus Christ? And likewise, the example of how to react to persecution and suffering and pain, that's a very important part of what you leave to those that follow, your kids and grandkids. When they see you put your trust in a living God, you know what they're going to do? Sooner or later, they're going to do the same thing. You're leaving a legacy whether you want to or not, and your children aren't the only beneficiaries. I mean the world. Hello, world. The world, your friends, relatives, co-workers, and neighbors. They observe Christians to see if their claims are really credible. Are they what they say they are? So let me ask again today, what is your legacy going to be? How will God continue to work through the example and the gifts when you are gone? I want to encourage you this day to be intentional, not just about your impact here and now, but with regard to your influence for Jesus Christ throughout all eternity. What's that going to look like? What's that going to sound like? And I was thinking about this today, you know, if sin, if sin didn't appear good, you'd never have to worry about it. The enemy is so subtle and so effective in setting his traps. 2 Corinthians 2.11 Ephesians 6, read that. His intent is to alienate you from God today and direct your focus from worship to something else. A pattern? Well, it's been in effect since Satan, in the form of a serpent there in the garden, first tempted Eve. He begins by challenging the authorship and the accuracy of God's Word. You and I do that sometimes unknowingly today. In the garden, he questioned whether God actually said don't eat of a specific tree, Genesis 2, 15 through 18, and Genesis 3, 1 there. Today's counterpart is unbelievers goading. You can't trust that Bible. It's an ancient book written by a bunch of men. That's a lie that believers should never accept, never, never, never. And you know, the devil challenges the acceptability of the word by suggesting that God was uh, wrong to issue such a command. Genesis 3, 4, and 5. What's that progression? Notice this thing. God really didn't say that to maybe, maybe God said something like that, but you must have uh, misunderstood him to, uh, so what if God did say it? He wants to keep good things from you. Eating this beautiful fruit can't really hurt you, can it? Come on. Unfortunately, Eve discovered that it can hurt very badly. One little bite ended the purity of the human race. Satan's battle plan, as now, is to attack us through our flesh, our eyes, our pride. 1 John 2, 15 and 16. God created you with natural drives to be used only when he has an established boundary there. When we venture beyond those limits, we immediately lose sight of God. And Satan, the big liar, misrepresents the truth. He convinced Eve that eating the forbidden fruit would make her like God, knowing good, knowing evil, Genesis 3, 5. The Creator, in His loving wisdom, has decided it would be best for mankind not to know. The enemy neglected to mention the ultimate price involved here. He simply exaggerated the benefits, oh, we get that today, and covered up the consequences, namely that their eyes would be open to a world of pain and responsibility. It's an exciting way to live and to die. And finally, <laughs> to all you dog owners, two guys with their pets said, my dog is so smart 
every morning. Goes to the store, buys me a sesame seed bagel with chive cream cheese. Stops off at Starbucks, picks up a mocha latte, and comes home, turns on ESPN for me. All four ever get out of bed. I know, said the second guy. In a gruff voice, the other guy says, how do you know that? My dog told me all about it. (laughs) Oh, come on. Smile. It's a medicine. It's good for you, my friend. Where's the time going? This is the first day of November. Really? Well, that's the way it is. Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.